Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to the We No Fancy Waiver Wire Wish List. This is for week 13. This is uh, probably the final week of the regular season for most of us. Uh, usually, if you're more of a traditional player, war, uh, weeks 14, 15, and 16 are your fantasy football playoff uh, weeks. Uh, week 13 here is your final regular season matchup. So this is a crucial one. This can make it or break it for your entire season. You know, the 12 weeks before this one could... Uh, mean nothing if you don't win this matchup and get one of those final spots for your playoff. So uh, some of these uh, additions that we suggest today are rather crucial. And joining today is uh, Nick, the fantasy mechanic. How are you today, Nick? I'm doing great, Nate. Other than my Eagles uh, letting me down another week. Other than that, I'm pretty good, though. Hey, actually, last uh, yesterday I was rooting for the Eagles. I could have gone for a Seahawks loss. They let me down as well. The one day I actually root for your Eagles is the day they let me down. But my 49ers did not let me down yesterday. absolutely blew out Green Bay. So I'm on a – it was a pretty easy Monday today knowing that the uh, 49ers did that. But, uh, uh, Nick, where can the people find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at fantasy underscore mechanic as well as on Twitter at FB mechanic. And as always, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Be sure to visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com. We can find some great uh, weekly series. Cody does a player rankings. I do a B team. Stevens has various series across the season. We have Fantasy Hockey by Lenny. I do Fantasy Basketball on there. And, of course, we have Brian, Nick, and Megan covering the breaking news. Uh, every Wednesday, I'm back with the Fancy Fro for the We Know Fantasy podcast. Uh, that's where we talk about the week that was and the week in advance, everything in between. Every Thursday is the We Know Fancy Contributors podcast, and there the likes of Nick is joined by our great group of uh, uh, contributors where they talk about different topics. Last week they did a uh, first-round mock draft of 2020 fantasy. It was pretty interesting. Uh, it's always something fun uh, going on there, so make sure you check that out as well. Uh, if you're looking for the uh, streamable defenses of the week article that drops every Tuesday night on our website, we know fancy.com. So look for that as well. We're also looking for contributors. If you are a fancy hockey, basketball, baseball, and, and, or premier league, uh, fan, be sure to hit us up. We would love to have you on board. Let's go over quickly how we did last week with our projections. I was joined last week by Brian. Uh, so last week we suggested Jeff Driscoll against Washington at 15.58 points. Nick Foles at tech, uh, at the Titans at 14.99 points. Jonathan Williams at the Texans had a big week, 21.1 points. Bo Scarborough at Washington at 7.8. Kalen Ballage at Browns at 3.6. Game script there was not in the line for a running game uh, for the Dolphins. Gus Edwards uh, at the Rams is playing tonight. Randall Cobb at the Patriots at 12.9 points. Josh Reynolds versus the Bears at 8. That is incorrect. Josh Reynolds is actually playing tonight. I don't know where I got that versus Bears from. Uh, must be last week. Uh, he's playing tonight as well. Chris Conley at Titans had 8.9 points. Nikhil Harry had his first uh, NFL touchdown against the Cowboys, had 8 points. Ryan Griffin versus the Raiders had 10.3. And Jacob Hollister at the Eagles had 4.2 points. But without further ado, let's hop into things. Let's talk about our must-add, must-targeted players for week 13 of the fantasy football season. I'll kick off my quarterback. Uh, we only have one quarterback this week. I'm going Sam Darnold, the New York Jets. He's owned 39% of Yahoo and 18.9% of ESPN leagues. And if you listen to this podcast often, you know I'm all over the Sam Darnold train. Over the last three weeks, he's gone for 21.7, 26.42, and 28.2 fantasy points. That's a very impressive three-game stretch there. And his schedule remains easy over the next two games. He has the Bengals, who have allowed the third most fantasy points to opposing uh, quarterbacks, and the Dolphins, 
who've allowed the fifth most fancy points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, very, very good indeed there. Uh, the Jets have also scored 34 points in three straight games and have won each of those games. They're playing well behind Darnold, and he has only thrown one interception over the last three games. So if you're looking for a quarterback, Darnold is your guy. Yeah, Nate, uh, I, I totally love it. And as you said, that with the schedules that, the, that they have remaining, um, I, for me, Sam Darnold wasn't a guy I was dropping even during the down weeks that they had. He's a guy I was keeping and stashing. I knew it was a matter of time before he turned it out. I think he's one of those quarterbacks that the, that is the face of the NFL, the future face of the NFL. And you got to love the new nickname they gave him, uh, Sammy Darts. So now you got Sammy Darts and Danny Dimes in New York. Yeah, we got some great young uh, arms there in New York and some great, uh, great young nicknames as well. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I'm going to kick it off with running backs uh, this week. I didn't have a quarterback, but my first running back is going to be Benny Snell Jr., running back for the Steelers. Uh, he's owned in 3.5% of ESPN and in Yahoo, just 5%. Um, the Steelers drafted him in the fourth round this year out of Kentucky. He's been nursing an injury uh, throughout the season, but this week against uh, the, the Bengals, he led the team in snaps. And in touches, he had 21 rushes for 98 yards. He also had a catch for just five yards. But for me, it's more the injuries with Connor and Samuels, who's been a high pickup over the last few weeks for a lot of leagues, just hasn't been producing other than the one game where he had the 13 targets and the 13 receptions. I think they're going to, I mean, 21 carries in his first game back after I believe a four-game absence is a pretty heavy workload on a team with a great offensive line. And as I said, Connor at this point is just untrustable with the injury. So Benny Snell for me uh, should be a great add and a stash back for it. And I hate to say it, but he's one of those running backs that is the quote-unquote league winners in my book. Yeah, he's definitely worth an add and need, needs to be added in almost every format at this point in the season. Like you said, James Connor can't seem to stay on the field. Uh, Dylan Samuels is not an every down back, so he can't be trusted there. We saw that he could put up some big numbers, but he's a boomer bust of a guy, and Snell uh, did look pretty good last week, so he's a guy I'm looking to target myself. Another guy I'm looking to target myself is Rashad Penny of the Seattle Seahawks. He's owned 20% of Yahoo and 28.6% of ESPN League. So, uh, you know, we had that, you know, everyone's in love with Chris Carson, but he had went back to his old ways and had two fumbles last week against the Eagles. Um, you can't be doing that. He was benched. And uh, Penny came in and had a career day, uh, 129 yards and a score against a very stout Eagles defense. That Eagles uh, a run defense is very good, and, and Penny had his way against them. Um, like I said, Carson, two fumbles, uh, benched, and, he, and Carson only managed 26 yards and eight touches uh, on the day uh, in that in that fiasco. The Seahawks did go on to win that game, but maybe you know the Seahawks are nine and two, and they can't they can't risk turning the ball over two times. When they're in a chase here with the ten and one 49ers for an NFC for an NFC West title and a possible you know NFC first round uh, first seed or second seed for a home field advantage or a first round buy, they can't be costing these two fumbles. So maybe they they start giving more touches to Penny because they can't trust Carson, who has this very long history of fumbling the football at this point of the season because two turnovers against most teams. You know the Eagles uh, they just didn't play their best football on Sunday. Two turnovers against a very good team isn't going to cut it for you. Uh, that could be a difference in getting a uh, NFC West title or you know a fifth or sixth seed wild card uh, going to the playoffs. So Rasheed Penny is a must-add in my books. 
Yeah, absolutely. Another running back who I think is going to make that turn in his second year. I mean, I, I, last year they weren't they didn't, he didn't get the ball much, but I, I do see this year um, the Carson fumbling situation has opened the door for Penny, and it goes back to you know we talk so much about running backs with injury history, but something for players, fantasy players, to keep in mind is also look at these running backs who have a hard time with fumbles. At some, I mean, ball control in the NFL these days is huge, and coaches are very, um, you know, quick to make the change. So that is something to keep in mind in future when you're drafting running backs and when you have running backs. Like, hey, is this running back a fumble risk? If so, who's the second running back on this team? Maybe I put him as a stash. But, yeah, I think Penny, um, from here on out, Penny and Carson is a split backfield, in my opinion. Yeah, and they're a very – very good offense, and you need to own uh, as many parts of that as uh, as possible. Yeah. Uh, my other guy here, he's really deep. Um, Quadre Allison, running back for the Falcons. He's owned in 0.3% of ESPN and in Yahoo, 0% of leagues. Uh, for me, this is more like a, a dynasty stash, but just keep in mind here, you know, the Freeman's injury history, I don't see Freeman being there next year, to be honest with you. I see that I see Falcons caught and bait with him. Brian Hill was a guy who was highly, you know, was a big pickup for a lot of leagues and a lot of players over the last few weeks, and he just hasn't produced. And over the last two games, Allison has two touchdowns. There's a touchdown each game. He did only have eight carries for 20 yards this week, um, and he also had a reception. But he is young. He's a rookie. He's a fifth rounder out of pit. I think he runs pretty physical. They like him inside the 20. Um, and as I said, with Freeman's injury history and possibility of not being on that team and Hill not being able to produce, I think Allison could be a guy who could chip in on, you know, on a soft matchup game and, and get you some points and possibly get you a two touchdown game. Yeah, at this point in the season, it's it's it's, good. it's nearly impossible to find these running backs who are making as many touches as Allison. Uh, does on your waiver wire and if you are a fan of this of the show or you're a fan of my page you know i've been high in this guy he was a guy who was on my dynasty roster actually on my bench uh he's been on the waiver wire wishers podcast before as a, as a suggested addition um it's finally time he does get some work i think he's a very talented back and i can't wait to see what he can do with some more touches but yeah he's definitely worth an ad and i think uh you know right now the falcons are kind of circling the drain they're playing some better football but you know the season are over so might as well you know give this young guy some looks and see what they have for the future and my final running back of the week is daryl williams the kansas kansas city chiefs he's only six percent of yahoo and 4.9 percent of espn leagues currently on a bye but LaShawn McCoy has an in undisclosed injury. Uh, many believe it to be a concussion, but uh, they say he's not in the NFL concussion protocol, but still listed as questionable. Who knows what's going on there? And, you know, Damian Williams always has a, some kind of injury going on. He has a rib injury that saw him leave uh, last week's game early. And, you know, we've seen Darrell Williams perform and be effective in the work when, when we've seen uh, McCoy or, or, or Damian Williams out. Um, so we're unsure of how long we'll see uh, McCoy or Damian out. We may they may not miss any time at all. But at this point in the season, you're taking gambles. You're you're, you're hoping to throw a dart and and hit the hit the bullseye. And this is what Daryl Williams could provide for you. Um, he could be getting a heavy snap count in the in a Chiefs backfield, and that's what I want. I want a heavy snap counting running back 
in a Chiefs backfield, and that's what you could get out of Darrell Williams. Maybe a week, but it could be crucial, especially in week 13, where you could be essentially playing yourself into playoffs or playing yourself out of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned with McCoy and Damian Williams, neither both have had health issues. And then going back to relating to the Carson issue as well, is McCoy has a problem with the ball. He's putting the ball on the ground. He carries it too loose. And Darrell Williams is also a guy, even with McCoy and Damian Williams healthy, he was getting a lot of the uh, touches in the at the goal line and inside the red zone. So, uh, and I believe they play the Raiders this week, a divisional matchup against a soft run defense. I think Darrell Williams could actually not only be a great pickup this week, but also a great play. Yeah, could work out very well for you. Let's scoot on over to the wide receiver position. Uh, I'm going, my first wide receiver here will be James Washington of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's owned 20% of Yahoo and 21.6% of ESPN leagues. So he's 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 a guy who's really coming on of late. In it, and I this is a guy I praised early in the season. It's finally time that he's, he's putting up some pretty good numbers. He saw seven targets last week. This is kind of due to Juju uh, being out with a concussion slash knee injury, which we still don't know the status of. He may not play Sunday against the Browns, which would you know benefit James Washington uh, greatly. But even with Juju on the field, James Washington has been producing. Over the last four weeks, he's seen 23 targets, 16 receptions, 360 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, it's also the Steelers are also six and five and have a nice rest of the season fantasy football schedule and the Browns, Cardinals, Bills and Jets coming up. So James Washington's a guy I want part of, even if, if even if it's a, uh, you know, Hodges out there or if it's Rudolph, he seems to like be connecting with both those guys. So, yeah, give me some James uh, Washington for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned in the schedule, if I'm not mistaken, I think Pittsburgh has the sixth easiest schedule uh, playoff fantasy playoff schedule remaining. So. And like you said, with Juju being possibly being out, more of the vibes going to go Washington's way. Of course, of course. So make sure you're, you're getting Washington in your lineups because this is a, how many times I'm going to say this, crucial week 13 here, guys. Sure is. Uh, for me, my first receiver is another Falcon, uh, Russell Gage. Um, I, another not-so-sexy name in ESPN. He's owning 4%, and in Yahoo is, is only 7%. However, this past week he had 10 targets for, with eight catches and 76 yards versus the Buccaneers. I don't know if that's a product of Julio Jones missing a little bit of time with the shoulder injury, but that's also something to look forward to is, hey, is Julio, Julio's been up and down with injuries his whole career and throughout the season. Uh, with the Falcons not having such a great season, do they look to shut him down? They just gave him that huge contract. Russell Gates could be that guy that steps in and takes on some of those uh, catches and targets, as well as Hooper being Austin Hooper being out. So that's something to keep in mind. And something interesting of note, since Mohamed Sanu trade, Russell, Russell Gage has 24 targets. So that that's that's him taking over for Sanu's spot. And Sanu played the slot, which is where Gage plays. So that slot receiver on almost any team is always somebody you'd like to have some stock in. And Russell Gage is a name, like I said, not very sexy. There's very low ownership value, uh, percentage for, for him, so he could be a guy to go out and scoop up if Julio should miss any time. Yeah, and, and we've, we've been saying this uh, for a while here. The Falcons are looking better. They're playing some better football. They're beating some pretty quality teams, um, and they're, they're putting up some more points. So, you know, Gage playing the slot role is, is, a, is a pickup I want. And I have played him two, two weeks in a row my B team, I played him in DFS this last week. Didn't really work out for me, but hoping he gets some more going for him because I, I like the guy and I, I hope he produces uh, for us in the upcoming weeks. 
But uh, my last wide receiver here is A.J. Brown, the Tennessee Titans. The rookie here owned an eight, uh, 16% of Yahoo and 15.4% of ESPN leagues. Uh, he's, he's, he's turned into Ryan Tannehill's uh, favorite target. He's he's the the Titans here are, are actually in the hunt for an AFC South title. Somehow they sneaked into this. They're six and five. The Texans lead the division at seven and four, and the Colts are also six and five. Uh, Brown just went for a four reception, hundred thirty five yard and one touchdown game against the a good, very good Jag secondary last week. So he he too has a very nice rest of the season schedule with the Colts, Raiders, Texans, and Saints on championship uh, weekend there. So AJ Brown's a guy I too want on my team. If you have the roster spot, uh, this is another team playing good down the stretch here. Ryan Tannehill is, you know, taking this team over. Uh, they're, they're passing the ball very well, and A.J. Brown is a very big part of that. Yeah, definitely. And, I, it, you know, I believe A.J. Brown is a product of the QB change down here in Tennessee. I think since Tannehill's taken over, that whole offense has changed and players have stood out more and have become better products on the field. And A.J. Brown, like as you said, being a rookie and he's having – you know, great games and putting great games for the future is another guy. Dynasty reasons is a guy to get out there and grab. And hey, even if you got some trade value, get out there and try and trade for him because I can only see his value going up. For sure, for sure. Because uh, you know he he's he's turning on here of late. Uh, it was a high pick, second rounder here for the Titans in the draft, and he's only gonna get better. And and uh, this Titans team is is. You know, going to be new look uh, in the years to come. Still, uh, Ryan Tannehill still a rather young guy, so you know, give him a few more seasons, and AJ Brown could be a stud. Yep, absolutely. So my second receiver here is going to be Anthony Miller uh, for the Bears. I know people are thinking a bear, um, but over the last two games, he has twenty targets uh, against the Rams last week. He had eleven targets, seven catches for sixty-four yards. And this past week against the Giants, he had nine targets. Six catches for 77 yards. Um, he's owned in 9.9% of ESPN and 12% of Yahoo. I, I, I totally understand he's QB dependent. Depend, he, his value and his game and his flow is going to go as either Trubisky or Daniel uh, plays in the game and the way they're throwing the ball to him. But this is a guy who was drafted. who he, he, he had high upside. They thought he was the future there. He hasn't panned out so far. But he still is very young, and he still is a physical receiver who goes up and get the ball. He he, he moves the he's a move the chain type of receiver, and he can also play the slot. So he is very talented. I do believe he's quarterback dependent. Um, but that being said, if they kind of change his play calling up and get Trubisky going and get Chase Daniel going, or if they even look to go to a quarterback for next season, another guy to keep in mind as far as dynasty is concerned. Yeah, any wide receiver here getting twenty targets. Over the last two weeks, is someone you need to own. Simple as that. Uh, I, I don't think you need to say any more than, the, than that, really. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I'm going to go first on the tight end side. Uh, for me, my tight end's Jack Doyle. Uh, ESPN, 43.8% owned. And in Yahoo, he's 33% owned. Um, and for me, Jack Doyle, I, I've always really been a Jack Doyle fan. And I always thought he could have an upside game. But with the recent news of Eric Ebram being placed on IR and out for the rest of the season with ankle uh, ailments and injuries on both ankles, um, I think Jack Doyle's stock has skyrocketed. This past week, um, Eric Ebron had five targets, four catches for 44 yards, as well as Doyle having four targets for three catches and 26 yards. So you got to think that Doyle's going to get that Ebron work. And before being placed on IR, Eric Ebron is leading the Colts 
in red zone targets as well as end zone targets, which means Brissett or Hoyer is looking for Ebron or the tight end down there in the scoring area. So for me, Jack Doyle, a guy to own, a guy to get out there and pick up. And he also has two touchdowns in the last three games quietly, which I don't think a lot of people seen or realized, but Jack Doyle stock has just taken off, unfortunately, with the news of Eric Ebron being placed on IR. Yeah, that uh, Colts tight end position over the last few seasons has been something you really want to get a hold of. You know, Jack Doyle did well there, and then they bought an Ebron who had the absolute crazy season last year, and now, you know, Doyle and Ebron had some value now, but down the stretch without a Eric Ebron there, Jack Doyle is definitely a guy you need. If you are still a person who is struggling for tight end value, right now is a is a golden opportunity right here before you to scoop up Jack Doyle rest of the season as the uh, lone tight end one for the Indianapolis Colts. I can't get better than that. But uh, my tight end here for the week is Mike. Uh, I don't even know how to say his last name. Mike Gisecki. Uh, Gisecki is how you say that? It's, the Miami Dolphins. It's Gisecki. Oh yeah, you're you're yeah. you're a Penn State fan, aren't you? Yeah, you know how to say yes, this I guy. All right. Guy. He's owning fifteen uh, percent of Yahoo, nine point one percent of ESPN leagues. He's seen at least six targets in four straight games and scored his first NFL touchdown uh, last week. Uh, who they played last week against the Browns. Uh, again, the Dolphins are a team who have a very nice rest of the season schedule, if not one of the easiest in terms of, especially, you know, wide receivers and tight ends. They have the Eagles, Jets, Giants, and Bengals. Bengals there on championship weekend is very nice. So, again, looking for tight end value, this could be the pickup that could help you uh, get over the, the – uh, you know, make the difference here for you as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mike Kosicki is a guy who was drafted last year. He didn't see a lot of volume last year or, well, last year was his first year in the NFL. Um, but the Dolphins, as you said, you know, the Dolphins rest of the season, their schedule is softer. He's getting those targets. And for me, tight end is volume. You know, I'm not so much enamored by a touchdown here or there from a tight end, but if you get a tight end getting eight, nine targets over a two or three weeks span, that's a tight end that you want to get on your team, into your lineup every week. And as you also mentioned, the Dolphins haven't been able to really run the ball with Kalen Balazs. So I think they're in passing situations and game script's going to, you know, relate to them throwing the ball and Gasicki and Parker, guys like that, are going to be the main guys receiving a lot of that volume. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But that's it for this week's Where Wish List. A lot of great ads there. Remember, you know, week 13 coming up, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, decisions to make. So make sure you're making the right ones. And this is a place to start doing that uh, real fast. Nick, where people find you on social media if they missed uh, the introduction. You can find me on Instagram at fantasy underscore mechanic, as well as on Twitter at FB mechanic. Perfect. Perfect. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy can be found on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Visit our website, We Know Fantasy for some more fantasy football content and we have fantasy hockey and basketball on there as well uh i'll be back wednesday with the we know uh, with the we know fantasy podcast featuring the fantasy fro uh thursday uh, i guess it won't be thursday this week i forgot to mention the introduction thursday thanksgiving will either be uh probably will be friday this week with we know fantasy contributors podcast it will be out sometime this week so look forward to that and uh, tomorrow night the uh streamable defense of the week article will be live on our site we know fantasy.com but again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's always it's always a pleasure to bring this to you every Monday. And thank you, Nick, for coming on this week. Yep, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yep, hope you guys enjoy your week. And uh, hope you uh, have, have some great time with friends and family and watch some, uh, some good football games on, on Thursday. <laughs>